Today on the show, I go through my Spotify wrapped. Peter Griffin is apparently in Fortnite now, but I actually have no idea what that means. Plus, how the hell have I never played a Grand Theft Auto game? All that and more on 20th Century Boy, the show that liked it, but didn't put a ring on it. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Kamikaze, and this is the inside of my mind. Oh, welcome to the show. Of course, my name is Radio Mike, but each week on this podcast, I start with a different name, often a Mike-related pun. I asked you guys to send some in, and thankfully, uh, one of the show's longest ever listeners, uh, Patreo Ganonbort... Uh, sent in Kamikaze, as in Kamikaze, Kamikaze. So send in your own one. I like to start with a different name each episode. Kamikaze is great. I'm really running out of those Mike-themed puns. They can also be RM-themed for Radio Mike or just anything, really. Just just send something in. Um, so thanks, Ganonbort, for sending that in. Uh, welcome to the show. This is 20th Century Boy, a podcast about me, Radio Mike, a writer and producer here in Australia. Uh, it's the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about, a weekly one-sided conversation between me and you. You can't talk back on the spot, but you can write in your thoughts at any time. Uh, Radio.Mike on Insta, at It's Radio Mike on Twitter, RadioMikePod at gmail.com. Comment on my YouTube, Radio Mike. Comment on the TikTok. Comment anywhere. I'm everywhere. Just Google Radio Mike. I'll probably come up and you will find me okay we're at that point of brand awareness now so get in touch at any point I would absolutely love to hear from you this week uh might be a bit of a shorter show running a bit tight first thing though that I have to say and um you know it's that time of year where we're like oh bloody the year's gone so bloody fast just it's December we're first week down of December it's crazy and guys I know this might this probably hurts you as much as it hurts me This is the last episode of the podcast where I'm 28 years old because the next time you hear me, I will be 29 and I will be slowly ticking down the last 365 days of my 20s. I really haven't processed it. I was talking to someone the other week, maybe on the weekend, I don't know, where I was saying like, and I know everyone's talked about this in their private groups, but COVID really did do a number on us because I feel like COVID, I was 25 and 26 maybe. And I just missed basically those years of my mid twenties and kind of came out of COVID, skipped straight to late twenties. It doesn't feel right. Really at heart, I still feel about 25, but I'm really not. Um, So that's a thing, I guess. I'm going to be 29. I don't know quite how I feel about it, but 28's been a really good year. I feel like I've grown a lot and there's lots of um, lots of growth, lots of reflection, lots of thought, and uh, it, it's cool. But yeah, next week I'll be 29-year-old Mike. Please send me birthday wishes. I'm one of those people who likes to um, receive happy birthday messages. If all of you are long... If, if you are a long-term listener, you will remember... The first year of this podcast, which was many years ago, this is the fifth year of the podcast, um, an episode came out on my 25th birthday. So I think that was 2019. And in 2019, I said on the show, whenever you're listening to this, whether it's five years in the future, 10 years in the future, send me a message saying, happy 25th birthday, Mike. 
and uh, that way I'll live perpetually as a 25-year-old. I still get messages to this day being like, happy 25th birthday, so thank you, everyone, uh, for that. It's uh, it's very good. Um, am I worried about turning 30? Yes, the truth is yes. But, but I have had a big uh, reassessment of that. For a long time, I thought 30 was like the deadline. I genuinely thought turning 30 would be the deadline of me being able to be um, like a screw up and being able to be unsuccessful and stuff. But hey, turns out it's not. You can turn 30 and still be the exact same you you've always been. And I've got a whole year to keep processing that. So yeah, anyone with tips on on passing 30, let me know. Uh, one thing I do need to apologize for on the podcast this week, uh, and I hope people aren't too angry about this. Obviously, another thing uh, I do every week on the podcast you would have just heard it. I start the pod. I'm like, today on the show, this, this, and this. And then I do a thing where I'm like, all that and more on 20th Century Boy. And then I write like a little witty kind of, I call it an opening slug. We also call them couch gags because in The Simpsons, you know, every episode there's a different couch gag where the, the family comes onto the couch and it's different. They also have the chalkboard gags in The Simpsons where Bart, you know, writes something different on the chalkboard. Just like different funny things in the opening of the show and I like to keep that alive. In this show, every week there's, I guess there's two cou- couch gags on the show or there's a chalkboard gag, which is me going on 20th Century Boy, the show where blah, 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 blah. And then there's the name each week is different, right? I do sometimes think of these at the last minute and I, uh, but I do actually have a list in a spreadsheet of just like random ones that I might use in the future. And if you listen to last week's episode, this was uh, the couch gag. All that and more on 20th Century Boy, the show that's not mad, man, just, just disappointed. And I thought that was great when I did it last week. I was like, this is hilarious. That's a good one. You know, they're just little, just get you in. Just get a little chuckle before the show starts. Like it's it's a fun, lighthearted show, right? Then realized upon reflection, um, the week before last week, this was the couch gag. All that and more on 20th Century Boy, the show that's not mad, just disappointed. Yeah, so what's happened there is the one I did today the show that liked it but didn't put a ring on it, that was supposed to be last week's one. But when I was looking on the spreadsheet, I accidentally looked at the two weeks ago one and just did it again. So unfortunately, like I've done the same couch gag twice, two weeks in a row, will not happen again. Can guarantee it will not happen again. If it happens again, I'll eat my hat. Um, so yeah, that, that's the, that's the level of, that's the insurance I'm putting on it. That's, that's how confident I am that it's not going to happen again. Coming to the end of the year feels a bit weird. I I actually don't know when the last episode of this pod will be for the year. Um, but also while I'm here, I want to plug, this is the last week for you to get tickets to my live show, Harry Potter and the Boys Live at the Coopers Inn in Melbourne, uh, December 15th. It's next Friday. If you're listening to this, when it comes out radiomike.com.au slash tickets. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be a bunch of people there. We'll all hang out and get beers downstairs after. Great way to wrap up the year. So please come along to that. I would love to see you. Um, I don't know when the pod will end for the year. I probably will take one week off. Um, I th- I'm looking at the calendar now. I might actually keep doing episodes up to the 28th of December and then take maybe a week or two off in January. I'm not 100% sure. 
don't quote me on that. But there is a bit that I do want to do um, content-wise before we finish. Firstly, a few people have been asking about the World Tour episodes, obviously. Um, they're, they're very haphazardly coming out, but we are still recording them. I do them with Claire, and like she's much more busy than me, so I'm trying to do it at times that, that suit her. The next one is a Disneyland one, so stay tuned for that. People have been really positive about those, so we, we do want to keep doing that. We've just been busy. Um, I also on LinkedIn of all places did an art wrote an article that got a bit of traction where I talked about um five years of my reflections of being an independent podcaster which I thought was a really important half a decade of this which is cool and like what this this pod and Harry Potter and the Boys and my content generally because I actually I don't view myself like I view myself now as like a content creator right and what my content, my content has grown so much and the podcast is a conduit for a lot of my content. But now I view myself as like all wide content creator kind of vibe. Um, It's grown so much in five years. It's amazing. I should do a proper reflection of that, but I might actually read out, read my article on mic if you can't read it and post it on this feed. Um, There will be a Christmas special with me and Pat uh, this year. There's a Christmas special pretty much every year. They're always really hilarious and disturbing Santa Claus makes an appearance. They're basically a completely improvised hour um, Christmas special. So stay tuned for that. There's a bunch of content for the rest of the year. Um, So I hope you are excited. The other thing that's exciting about 2024, and and the podcast will be back in 2024, by the way, but all of my content will be. Um, The other thing is uh, we've booked another trip. We got, we were so excited about, um, our trip to Europe. We're now, we're heading to Japan in 2024 in April, only a few months away, really three and a half months. Um, super excited. It's going to be just under three weeks. It's going to be a smaller trip, but we'll do some world tour episodes on Japan as well. Hopefully by that point, all the world tour reps from Europe will be out, but yeah, I'm sure they will be. Um, but yeah, Japan is just so exciting. I have been three times before. I'm kind of obsessed. Have not been since 2018, but I am so excited. You know, some of the best times in my life that I remember was me and a bunch of my high school friends that I miss a lot went to Japan together in 2017 and just had like three weeks in Japan, traveling the country, skiing, doing all this crazy shit, getting really drunk, doing karaoke, all these incredible memories with friends, right? And yeah, I can't wait to go back and explore it and do all this stuff and go to Disneyland in Japan, of course, and Universal Studios and Nintendo World. So basically at Universal Studios in Japan, which is in Osaka, one, like it's basically my ideal place. It's basically my heaven. Universal Studios Japan is like heaven for a nerd like me. Okay, they have a Harry Potter world. They have a Harry Potter ride. You go through Hogsmeade. Oh, who's this next door? It's Nintendo Land, Mario Kart ride, Nintendo restaurants and shops. And in 2024 in spring, which is when I'm going, they are opening Donkey Kong Country Land. Donkey Kong Country was the first video game on Super Nintendo, the first video game I ever remember playing and I loved it. It's still to this day, one of my favorite games of all time, right? 
I remember being a four-year-old kid with a Super Nintendo playing Donkey Kong Country with my brother and loving it. If you've never played it because you weren't born in the 90s, which I still think is crazy, go and get an emulator and play Donkey Kong Country. It's amazing. So in 2024, they are opening the Donkey Kong Country land next to the Super Mario world, the Nintendo world at, at Universal. So we'll be going to Harry Potter world, Super Mario Nintendo world, Donkey Kong world. They also have like Jurassic Park, Spider-Man. It is amazing. I've been there twice before and I can't wait to go back. They didn't have Nintendo land last time I went. So, so excited. Donkey Kong Country world, which is opening in 2024, as I said, is has a minecart roller coaster based on the minecart levels in the Donkey Kong Country games. Again, if you haven't played them, go play them. But there's going to be a roller coaster where you are riding the minecart from Donkey Kong Country. And there are bits where you actually, I mean, you don't really, it's all an illusion, but you disconnect from the track, like in the minecarts, like you disconnect. Now, I've re- I've found out that like you're not ac- it it would be so unsafe to launch a cart across tracks with airtime. It's actually the track that you think you're on is not actually the track. It's all aesthetic. The cart is actually connected to a track underneath that track, and that's how they give you the illusion that you're actually jumping over the mine tracks. It looks amazing. And I cannot wait. So yeah, Japan 2024, absolutely so excited to get back there. It's genuinely one of my favorite places in the world. And I remember like the first time I went overseas was with my dad. No, I went to Bali when I was six, not doing a world tour rep on that. The first time as an adult for my 21st, my dad and I went to Japan, went up the Tokyo Tower and just looked out. And it was like the first time I realized how small Australia was, or just not how small Australia was, but just how how big the world is rather. And yeah, I'm so excited to get back there. I have to talk about my Spotify wrapped. There's a few points, but I'm going to be honest. I was a little bit short on content this week and I was like, okay, how can I feel like five more minutes? Cause I do generally like these episodes to go for like 40 to 45 minutes, right? Uh, generally 45, if it gets to Basically, under 40, I don't love. I think 45 is good. Sometimes they go longer and I just cop it. So I thought, great, I'll just talk through my Spotify wrapped. Had a really interesting Spotify wrapped this year. Um, Well, not actually interesting at all. Actually, kind of exactly what I expected. So this is fun. My top three songs on my Spotify wrapped 2023. No surprises here. Okay. My top three songs were basically the three Blink-182 singles that launched before the album came out. So number three, Blink-182 fell in love. We fell in love. Number two was Blink-182 One More Time. One More Time. And number one, which was so unsurprising to me, was Blink-182 Edging. Oh no, look at the mess we started. And yeah, completely unsurprised by that. Apparently, I listened to 8,453 songs in 2023, and I listened to Edging 136 times, which to me actually feels low. Like, that's not even once a day. I would have thought I listened to that song every day all year, but, you know, who knows. Top five artists is what I really want to talk about. Because here's here's the problem with Spotify wrapped. Here's what the problem that everyone ends up getting. 
there's two main problems. So hands up if your Spotify wrapped was ruined either by the fact that you have kids or you listen to music or sounds to help you fall asleep. Basically, I saw a bunch of people posting their whole Spotify wrapped was basically just the Wiggles and like Baby Shark because they have kids and they're playing that music to their kids because their kids don't have a Spotify account. Or, and this is my case, you listen to like, lo-fi music or even just ambient music or even just sounds like white noise to help you fall asleep and because it just runs while you sleep you're just clocking up hours and hours of white noise so your top song ends up being eight hours of white noise and like Spotify doesn't you can't say to the Spotify algorithm well maybe you can like don't count this music in my Spotify wrapped um So a lot of people just ended up getting these random like songs or tracks even that they actually don't listen, well, that they use to fall asleep or just a bunch of kids songs. So your Spotify wrapped, if you have kids, kind of just ends up being your kids Spotify wrapped. And so, yeah, that has kind of happened to me because basically like the the reason I didn't even say my number four and number five track is because they fall into this category and, and with my artists. So my top five artists were, and I'm going to skip one. Number one, Blink-182. Number two, Green Day. I'm not going to skip one. Number three, Kato. K-A-T-O. Uh, an artist that I have never heard of. And apparently they're my third most streamed artist of the year. And so what's happened is, yeah, like often when I'm like in bed but not ready to go to bed yet. And either I like, I'm on my phone, I'm reading or like I'm playing switch or whatever I'm doing. I'll just, I have a Google home in my apartment and I'm like, Hey Google play lo-fi music to relax to, right? Just helps me wind up, wind down. And Google just starts. I hope it doesn't start now. Oh no, it's not. Then Google just basically starts playing like a lo-fi music playlist and And it's great. It's really fun. And I just listen to lo-fi. Sometimes I put it on to sleep. And basically what's happened is Kato is some lo-fi artist that's in that lo-fi kind of playlist that I always put on. And it's just become my third most streamed artist when I have... I could not name you a Kato song. None of these lo-fi tracks have like lyrics or anything. It's just lo-fi beats because I find it really chill to listen to. And now my number three artist so apparently I love Kato almost as much as I love Green Day and I've been loving Green Day since I was like 10 years old and I couldn't I could name every Green Day song but I could not tell you a song by Kato so that's funny number four is Nick Murphy aka Chet Faker because his album Music for Silence is an ambient album that is probably one of my favorite albums of all time It's just like relaxing ambient music that I usually listen to if I can't sleep. So that explains why he's there. And then number five is Linkin Park. And I don't like love Linkin Park. Like I like them a lot, but I wouldn't say I listen to them heaps, but maybe I just, they're on shuffle a lot and they come up. So found that really, really interesting. Um, I will, I might do a video where I just record, where I react to my entire Spotify wrapped, but yeah, that's my, um, you know, no, no secrets, no, nothing hidden. Uh, a few other little tidbits on it though. Um, 
couple things you might be wondering. Yes, uh, the theme, the 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 fan favorite song from this show, "Me Love" by Sean Kingston, is in my top tracks. You know how it gives you a playlist. "Me Love" did make it. Uh, another one that I guess I expected to be there because it is one of my favorite songs. Without me, Eminem. And maybe one you wouldn't expect, but Everything by Michael Bublé also made it into my top tracks. So that was, uh, so it was, a, it was an interesting year for Spotify Wrapped. Let me know your top songs. Let's make a playlist of everyone's top song in, in Spotify Wrapped. Um, this week, the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 uh, came out. Well, a few things happened. The trailer from Grand Theft the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 leaked online first. Uh, I mean, it is one of the most high profile and most anticipated games of all time. And um, Rockstar Games is such a big developer. Like there's a lot of hype around this game. Someone's managed to get a copy of the trailer. They've leaked it online. And in response to that, Rockstar just went, okay, well, we'll just upload it to our official channel to hopefully get people coming to that instead. So the trailer for GTA 6 has come out. Few things on this. People might not like this. Basically, I've never really played a Grand Theft Auto game. I had a lot of people message me going, hey, what did you think of the trailer? And I watched it and I was like, I don't know. It looks cool. I've never really, I've never played one. Like, obviously I've played it at like friends' houses, but I've never like played, played one. And it all kind of goes back to when we, when I was a kid, our, my dad bought us a PS1, whenever it was, you know, maybe 2001 or something. We got a PS1 and we bought it secondhand off Gumtree from some family. And it, it had like a chip in it. That was like what they called it when they were hacked. So you could just play copied games. And the guy who sold it to us, sold it to us with like 50 games that he had just burnt you know they used to call it but you would burn cds as in copy them so we had a bunch of games and my dad sort of went through all the games because we were young he kind of took a bunch of the games that he thought were inappropriate for us and like put them away in a shelf like that we couldn't access And being a kid, I'm sure you know, you're just intrigued by this. And you're like, oh, I shouldn't do that. But there's always this allure of like, I know there are games up there on that shelf that I'm not allowed to play. And maybe, just maybe, if mum and dad are out, I might rummage through there and grab them. And one day that's exactly what happened. And basically, there were three games up there. There was the original Grand Theft Auto just the first ever Grand Theft Auto game called Grand Theft Auto. There was a South Park game and there was a Resident Evil game. Not sure which one. It was on PlayStation 1. So I go to the PlayStation. I put in um, the South Park game. It's like, I think it was this game that was like some quiz show game. This quiz show that the chef from South Park runs. If someone knows that game, send it in. I, I don't know what game it is, but yeah, that was what I remember. And I remember putting it in There were lots of swear words, lots of rude stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is not appropriate for me. I'm putting it back on the shelf. Then I put in Resident Evil. And I actually remember 
I remember exactly what happens. Like the game starts and all these zombies just start walking towards you. And I remember it freaked me out. Like I was just a kid. And I was like, no, that's so scary. I was really scared. So I put it back. Then I just started playing Grand Theft Auto. Have you seen the original Grand Theft Auto game? Because the original Grand Theft Auto game on PS1 is nothing like what it would go on to become. It is literally like a bird's eye view of a city. Terrible graphics, as you'd expect. And it's just, it just isn't fun. It's not a good game. I'm sorry. And knowing what Grand Theft Auto would become, like some of the most popular games in the world. I just remember playing Grand Theft Auto 1 on PlayStation 1 and being like, what the hell? This sucks. This game is so bad. Seriously, did anyone play that game? I would be so curious if someone played it and like beat it. Because I remember just playing it as a kid and just thinking this is a bad game. Like this sucks so much. So much so that I'm surprised they made another one because it was just that bad. Maybe it was because I was a kid and I didn't really get it but I just remember it being crap. Anyway, so so I didn't, basically of those three games my dad banned, I thought Grand Theft Auto was the least sort of offensive of them. Then I didn't ever, I didn't even know what Grand Theft Auto 2 or 3 are. I've never seen anyone play them. I've never seen anyone own them growing up. The one I remember everyone playing or the two I remember everyone playing when I was sort of in like, kid and a teenager was Grand Theft Auto Vice City and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um, Those two seem to be like the really big ones. But again, and I don't know why, maybe it's because I'm like more of a nerd than a cool guy. I always just preferred like, like the games I was playing on PS2 were like Kingdom Hearts and Ratchet and Clank And like, I don't know, what else did I play on PS2? I had so many games. Like Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, Kingdom Hearts. All of these games with just like cartoony graphics and characters. That's what I always liked. And then you'd go to friends' houses and they'd be playing GTA. And and you'd be like, oh, Simpsons Road Rage as well. I'd play heaps. But my friends would all be playing GTA and you'd just be like running around a city, shooting people, getting in cars, driving around, breaking the law. And I was like, yeah, this looks fun. But to me, I was always just drawn to like cartoony games. I'm a nerd. That's just like what we do. And like, I remember thinking it was cool. And then GTA 5, I think was after that, never played it. And now GTA 6 is coming out. I guess like, I don't know why, like, because when I... Basically, when I watch the trailer for GTA 6, I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Maybe I probably will just pick it up. You know, maybe now that I've, especially because I have a bit of disposable income, I'm like, yeah, I'll just pick it up. But I just was never drawn to GTA as a kid. I'm trying to think of like other PS2 games that I had back then. Stuff like Tony Hawk's, Crash Twin Sanity I had, Destroy All Humans, games like that, um, which which, yeah, I I just remember being really fun. Just never had GTA. Like, my cousins loved it. Everyone loved GTA. Just never played them. As far as the trailer for GTA 6 goes, like, it does look really cool. I think it it can't... It's always going to be a contender for, like, one of the best games ever made because Rockstar, who make GTA and they make, like, Red Dead Redemption, they're a AAA game developer. Like, they make the best games. And... I thought the trailer was was great. 
One thing about the GTA 6 trailer that I found really funny is there just seemed to be lots of alligators or crocodiles featured in the trailer, which I didn't really get why there was such a heavy emphasis on them. Okay, maybe not a heavy emphasis, but there were a lot of just like scenes where it's like, oh, there's a wild crocodile, you can shoot it. I was like, what? Okay, that's weird. And they also focused a lot on showing that there's like an in-game social media. Like it looked like they were featuring like an in-game TikTok kind of clone where people, maybe you can contribute to that or maybe it's just like an in-game feed that you can watch, which I think is cool. It does feel like a really, really vibrant, great kind of world crime sim where you can walk around this big world and do shit. They even had a scene at a beach that was just like packed with people, like not like, you know, hundreds of people on this beach that I guess you can just walk past and interact and they're all doing stuff on this beach, which I thought was really cool. And it looks like there's two main characters as well, like a male and a female that might be in a relationship. I think I'll pick it up. I mean, it's not out till 2025, but yeah, I think GTA 6 looks cool, but I just, I've never really been drawn to them as games. Still to this day, like I'm not, I have no real urgency to go and play GTA, but like, I'm sure it'll be really good. The other thing that's actually really got me thinking a lot since GTA 6's trailer came out and there's so much hype around it, and this might not go in the direction you expect it to go in, but is it finally time for The Simpsons Hit and Run 2? Because The Simpsons Hit and Run, for those who are unfamiliar, is a game that came out in like 2004, 2005 that was basically The Simpsons GTA. It was basically like you play as the Simpsons, you run around Springfield, you get different cars, you do different missions, and it was really fun. It was kind of like a spiritual sequel to this other game called The Simpsons Road Rage, which I had on PS2 and absolutely was obsessed with, which was basically a ripoff of this other game called Crazy Taxi. So in Simpsons Road Rage, you would drive around, pick up, you were basically a taxi company, you, you were basically a taxi driver, rather. You would drive around, pick up different passengers from Springfield and drive them to the location they needed to go. And you had to try and, like, get as much money as possible. Really fun game. I was obsessed with it. And you used to unlock characters. Like, once you got a certain amount of money, you could unlock a character. And they had so many different characters. Um, you know, there was the main Simpsons, but then there was, like, Chief Wiggum and you drive the police car. Otto, you drive the school bus. Uh, Krusty, you drive a clown car. Professor Frink was my favourite because he drove a hover car. Uh, there was Mr. Plow, so you could be Homer as Mr. Plow and he would drive the plow truck. Barney as the plow king. Mo drove that sedan that he has in the um in the show, in that episode with his car with the flower on the front. Who else was there? That game was so fun. Grandpa, you could be... Yeah, Otto, Chief Wiggum, Snake, the the bad guy, and he has his sports car. Apu has a sports car. That was such a fun game. Such a fun game. Um, And then they basically expanded on those driving mechanics to make The Simpsons Hidden Run. And I feel like The Simpsons Hidden Run was such a fun game, fun concept, really positive reviews. Everyone really liked it, and everyone has been begging for a Simpsons Hidden Run sequel for so long and it's just never happened. They haven't even ever officially like re-released it, remastered, HD remastered. It's just been like completely forgotten about. And honestly, I'm calling it 
GTA 6 is here, but it's time for The Simpsons Hit and Run 2 to finally come out. We want this. It would sell so well. And The Simpsons in video games have been pretty much non-existent since, like, I remember they did Simpsons Hit and Run, and then they did, like, this sort of action-adventure game that was just called The Simpsons Game that, like, I had it on PSP when I was, like, 14, and it was fun. Like, it was a good game, but Hit and Run was way better. I, I think, like, there's always, like, whispers and talks about, yeah, they're doing it, they're doing it. I saw something recently about it, but, like, I think it's just a cash... It, it's just such a cash machine. So many people would want it. And the thing is, like, for these games, I think one of the main reasons they work so well, these two Simpsons games in particular, Simpsons Hit and Run and Simpsons Road Rage, they had the original voice actors and they had all original lines original dialogue they basically recorded original dialogue with every every voice actor and they felt really authentic and they felt really lived in in the world of Springfield and if you were a fan of the Simpsons like I think it hit really really hard like you would meet all the characters you knew and loved and you would drive around it was it was like it was like running around Springfield and it felt like you were in the show even though it was like 3D CG animation but I I really do think they could do a great job of this if they wanted to make a sequel to it or even just do a HD remaster for modern systems. I do not know why this has not happened yet. Such a no-brainer for me. Please bring back The Simpsons Hit and Run. Make another Simpsons game. GTA is going to be big again. Make it. Kids will love it, but adults will love it as well. Make an, uh, on PS5, Xbox... PC, Switch, like, it will go bonkers. It could be, like, a best-selling game. I, I really believe that. Because after they did that The Simpsons game in 2009, there's never really been another proper Simpsons game. Like, they did The Simpsons tapped out on mobile. But aside from that, I don't think there's ever just been another Simpsons video game. I could be wrong, but I maybe it's just not worth the money. Maybe it's too expensive to hire the voice actors to do it. I don't know, but I think they should just get their shit together and do it. Make any Simpsons game because they've been gone from games for too long and they were really, really fun games. And we've seen, like, South Park did a game. South Park did two games. Um, South Park, The Fractured But Whole and South Park, The Stick of Truth. They were amazing. You could, They were RPG games, like, you know, turn-based combat games and... They could do that with The Simpsons as well. There are so you could do a Simpsons racing game, just like make a kart racer with The Simpsons. Make I don't know this uh, an RPG, a kart racer, an open world Springfield GTA style game. Uh, what else could they do? I don't know. What other styles of games they could probably make a Simpsons fighting game that would be fun. Um, they could probably make like a side-scrolling Simpsons game, like. The original Simpsons game that came out, you know, 30 years ago or, or like around then was the Simpsons arcade game. And you still see that arcade cabinet all around the world in different arcades. The Simpsons arcade game where you it's just like a side-scrolling beat-em-up and it, that's fun as well. And they've done that recently with like, there was a recent Ninja T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat-em-up game. They recently did a Scott Pilgrim um, beat-em-up game. Like... There's definitely a market for this and maybe there, maybe it is down to the voice actors just not being able to commit to it or the voice actors being too expensive to do it. But I seri- actually, I seriously doubt it's to do with 
money because The Simpsons is a profit-generating machine. There's so much money and they would easily make money on it. And they're surely they can add it to a contract in like the voice actors' roles that it's just another Simpsons product project they have to voice. I don't know why they're leaving this market untapped. I really think they should. And with GTA 6 being so popular um, and so anticipated, get it out before GTA 6, you know? Start making it and put it out and people will love it. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Simpsons needs a new video game, full stop. The other thing I wanted to talk about this week that I thought was really weird and I don't really understand because it's it's actually it's to do with another game I've never played. Uh, there's all these news articles going around that Peter Griffin from Family Guy is now in Fortnite. Okay, I'm going to say right here because, again, I'm a 90s kid. I'm a millennial. I know a lot of people who listen to this are general. Like, I feel like the bulk of listeners are, like, a little bit younger than me, but there are listeners older than me. So, um, I don't get – I don't understand what Fortnite is. I genuinely don't get it. When we were in Ireland, one of Claire's cousins was, like, trying to show me Fortnite – and I, and I just didn't get it. Fortnite, to me, just feels like this game... I'm going to try and explain Fortnite from the perspective of a 90s kid that's never played Fortnite. It's like a third-person shooter where it's like Hunger Games-style last-person standing, but it also seems like you can build stuff while you're playing... So it kind of feels like Minecrafty, but also shooting. And you like parachute into the game. I just don't get it. And everyone's playing it. All you Gen Z kids are playing Fortnite. Why? I, I, Fortnite to me is the biggest example of me being old now. Because I just don't understand why it's fun. And even while I'm talking about it, I'm almost positive I'm confusing Fortnite with another game. Because I know that, is there another game that's like Overwatch that's also similar to Fortnite? And then I'm like, maybe I'm confusing Fortnite and Overwatch. I just don't know. And then the only time I've played it is like when some Gen Z kid gave me their controller and it's like, oh, just play. And I just like, I couldn't figure it out. I just didn't understand what I was doing. There was too much stuff going on in the screen and I didn't understand it. Maybe that's something we can do on this show. Someone, I start playing Fortnite. I'm going to play Fortnite this week because I think it's free. I'm just going to play and like next week I'm going to talk about my experience playing Fortnite for the first time. But here's the other thing about Fortnite. As I said, Peter Griffin has come to Fortnite and when I saw these headlines, I'm like, what does that even mean? So basically... It turns out in Fortnite, you can like buy, maybe this is how they make money off these kids is they put their favorite characters in the game. You can buy like skins of characters and then you can play as that character, which is, which is really cool. And, you know, if I was a kid, I would definitely be like to my parents, oh, you've got to buy me the Peter Griffin skin. And the other thing is Peter Griffin in Fortnite isn't like fat Peter Griffin. He's like skinny ripped Peter Griffin, which to me is is going against the truth of the character. I don't understand why Peter Griffin can't be his normal fat self and play in the Fortnite games. Why does he have to be ripped? They did this little animation where he drinks like a like a juice, like he's Popeye drinking spit. 
like he's Popeye eating spinach and he gets all muscular and then he goes through a portal into the Fortnite. I don't get it, guys. You can tell that I don't understand Fortnite. Someone, please explain Fortnite to me. I just do not get it. But anyway, I then realize as well, like you can, there's this page on the Fortnite website and it's just got all of the different skins you can buy. There's so many. There's an, you can be M&M in Fortnite. You can buy M&M and you can play as M&M. And I was scrolling down, I'm like, what well, they've got everyone. No wonder this is so popular. It's basically like, you know, I think the reason Pokemon was so popular was because they had the tag, gotta catch them all. You just had, you wanted every Pokemon. And all of Pokemon's money comes from the fact that you want all of them. Like whether it's the cards, the toys, the games, you got to collect them all. And that's what I feel like Fortnite's doing with their skins is it's like, oh, Peter Griffin. Oh, who next? Oh, now there's Homer. Now there's like this, there's like this new movie coming out and there's this. Oh, and, and it's just like the memeage of it and like the fun of being the only kid at school is like, I've got Peter Griffin. My parents bought it for me. No idea how much they, these skins sell for, but just remarkable. And so what I've decided to do, um, not on this pod, on over on the YouTube channel, I'm going to do a um, millennial 90s kid responds to or ranks and reviews all of the Fortnite skins. So keep, an, uh, keep, keep your eyes peeled for that. I might put it on as audio on this feed as well, but yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. Really interesting. Guys, I might actually wrap it there for today. Um, so let's finish up with this. The plug. Few videos, uh, yeah, coming up on YouTube, like that I've mentioned in this pod. The other thing, of course, is the live show. I plugged it at the start, radiomike.com.au slash tickets. And also just check out Harry Potter and the Boys. The Patton Mike show comes out every week on Friday over on Patreon, patreon.com slash radio Mike. So subscribe there. The Patton Mike show is so great. Um, we got big plans for it in 2024. Um, and then what were some of the other things that I wanted to plug? I don't know. That actually might be it. I think the remembering project is back, which I'm on. So go and listen to that if you want. Um, aside from that, yeah, get in touch. Of course, that's another thing that I want to keep pushing is you guys help me build this show. Send in your questions. You know, sometimes if you just want me to talk about something that's completely unrelated, I will. I've got a few of those. Usually I don't sort of put them at the top of the list because I try to do some topical stuff, but um, I've got a few of those that you guys have sent in that I might talk about towards, like, as the year kind of wraps up. Um, But yeah, I might leave it there. Last week being 28. Hey, thanks for making my 28th year awesome. It's been awesome having you guys listening to the pod. Can't wait for next year on the pod. Of course, it's not the end of the year yet, but... um. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. My name's Tim Radio Mike. This has been The Inside of My Mind. I'll catch you later.